serve an awesome God, don't we? What a joyous time to sing praises to Him this morning. And, and uh, even though we're small this morning because of roads and every other reason, it doesn't matter. Just as Michaela said, we're two or more gathered. God is with us. And what a blessing it is to, to be together uh, and worship our God, uh, dig into His Word, and uh, come together. Unite uh, together as one body. And what a blessing that is. Uh, just to introduce Beecher Island, Beecher Island is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And I, I love that that's who we are because we don't have any hierarchy. We have God and His Word. And that's what we go by. That's what we study. That's what uh, I, I do all of my preaching from. It's what we teach in our classes. It is God and God's Word. And so that's Beecher Island in a nutshell. Uh, um, we love to worship. We love to dig into His Word. And, and, and uh, we unite together as one in that. And I call on you to keep me straight in it. I call on you to make sure that I'm not misinterpreting. I call on you to make sure that I'm, I'm staying in His truth. And if I ever get outside of that, I've always said, come talk to me. Maybe not while I'm preaching. <laughs> but afterwards, come and tell me. Right? Tell me, tell me, hey, maybe look at that again. Because we're here together, united in His truth, and, and that's where we want to be. And uh, um, sometimes I'll get it wrong, and so uh, I call on you to keep me straight in that. And, and uh, not sometimes I'll get it wrong, so uh, just know that and, and uh, keep me keep me straight. And that's what I love about Beecher Island is is uh, uh, you're not afraid to make phone calls and let me know. And so I I love that. Uh, if you will, turn me to Nehemiah chapter 7. Nehemiah chapter 7 is where we're going to be. I, I said in class that, that Nehemiah chapter 6, I, I've really loved. Nehemiah chapter 6 is, is one of those chapters that just uh, shows how, how committed Nehemiah was to doing the Lord's work. And not just Nehemiah, but, but everybody there. And it showed that, that he and everybody did the Lord's work, and when it was completed, they saw that it was because of God. Chapter 7 is one of those chapters, I think, that gets overlooked. That maybe you just read through because there's a lot of genealogy in it, and, and, and there's some names, and, and, and I think it gets overlooked. But when I was reading it this week, it became alive for me. It, it, it showed depth. It, it, there's so much to it that I think that I've missed my whole life. And I love the book of Nehemiah, but chapter 7 has just been one of those chapters I kind of just went to the next. <laughs> because it's like, okay, they're done. But then this week... It took on a whole new role for me. And so hopefully I can point that out to you today and, and let it become alive to you. So we're going we're gonna to start reading uh, in chapter 7. and, and uh, We're not going to read it all because I won't mess up that many names. So <laughs> I'm just going to read a few and then we'll go on. But uh, let's go to him in prayer and then we'll get started. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that we can just come to you anytime, anywhere, we can lay out what's on our heart. We, we can speak truth to you. And, and you listen. And, and you were there. And God, I thank you for that. And I just pray this morning that our ears and our hearts are open 
to your word, to what you have to say to us, Lord. Uh, uh, just as Nehemiah, you put stuff on his heart, Lord, I pray that you put stuff on our heart. Your will, not ours. Your will, Father. Thank you for this, uh, 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 this book of Nehemiah and chapter 7 especially, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, chapter 7. Then it was, when the wall was built, and I hung the doors, when the gatekeepers, the singers, and the Levites had been appointed, that I gave the charge of Jerusalem to my brother Hananiah and Hananiah, the leader of the citadel, for he was a faithful man and feared God for more than many. Uh, feared God more than many. And I said to them, Do not let the gates of Jerusalem be opened until the sun is hot, and while they stand guard, let them shut and bar the doors and appoint guards from among the inhabitants of Jerusalem, one at his watch station and another in front of his own house. Now the city was large and spacious, but the people in it were few, and the houses were not rebuilt. Then my God put it into my heart to gather the nobles, the rulers, and the people that they might be registered by genealogy. And I found a register of the genealogy of those who had come up in the first return and found written in it. These are the people of the province who came back from the captivity and those who had been carried away, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away and who returned to Jerusalem and Judah, everyone to his city. Those who came with Zerubbabel were, and it goes on, and it starts listing this entire genealogy of people that Nehemiah was going to go find and bring back to Jerusalem. And he was putting those in charge to go do this. And so I was really thinking about this this week. Man, the city was large, right? They rebuilt the walls. It's all done. And, and I preached a, a while back that, that I really felt like they had to have rebuilt the walls or rebuilt the homes before they rebuilt the wall. But this tells us that there were homes that weren't rebuilt. I still think I'm right because I think the homes that were lived in were rebuilt and the wall was rebuilt. These were talking about the homes that nobody lived in. Because the city was big, but the people were few. And so Nehemiah was putting them in charge to say, hey, here's this genealogy. Go fill the city. Go, go get the people who belong here and put them in the city. Let them come and rebuild the homes. Let them come and be a part of this city where there's protection. And I got to thinking about this. The genealogy. Who belonged there? Well, I started thinking about heaven. I started thinking about the city in which we are citizens of. If we're part of the genealogy. Well, how do we become part of the genealogy of heaven? John 3, 16 and 17 is a great place to start, right? Turn over there with me. Because, you know, we all know John 3, 16, but what about 17? Seventeen 
say this, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him, says whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Whosoever, is what it says, right? Whosoever believes in Him. So go over to Galatians 3. Galatians 3 with me. I think that uh, uh, I want to I drive home today. Who has genealogy in heaven? So Galatians 3, uh, starting in verse 26. Galatians 3, starting in verse 26. For you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. It's through faith that we have genealogy, right? We just read John 3.16. It says, whosoever believes. If you believe, you have faith. So whoever has faith in Jesus Christ are sons of God. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Genealogy? Absolutely. Absolutely. And heirs according to the promise. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is a master of all, but is under guardian and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has set forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Genealogy. Are you added to the list? If you confess Jesus Christ and you believe and you have faith in Him, you're added to the list. You're part of the genealogy. If you still don't believe me, let's go to one more. Romans 8, 12 through 17. Romans 8, 12-17. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. Amen, amen. Right, it's saying... If you confess Jesus Christ as Lord. As Romans 10.9 says, right? If you confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. You're part of the genealogy. And I was thinking about this, this in Nehemiah, right? This wall that, that was so big 
or the city was so big, but the people were so few. And so they were seeking out the genealogy to bring those who belong back to the city. What about heaven? Man, if we confess and we have faith in Him, we're part of the city. We're part of heaven. We are citizens of heaven. And I want us to know that. I want us to stand in that. I want us to have no doubt that we are part of that city. I want us to have assurance. You see, it's not about doing enough. It's not about working hard enough. It's not about praying enough or, or, or reading my Bible enough or coming to church enough. It's not about all those things that you have to do as man. But it's about believing in and you become part of the genealogy. You're an heir. Co-heirs with Christ. What a statement. What a statement. You know, uh, turn back over to Nehemiah 7 with me though. Because there's a part in here that I, I really struggled with. It's also something we have to deal with. It's verse 64. And I'm going to actually start in 63. And of the priests, the sons of Baiah, the sons of Kaz, the sons of Barzilla, who took a wife of a daughter of Barzilla, the Giladite, and was called by their name. These sought their listing among those who were registered by genealogy, but it was not found. Therefore, they were excluded from the priesthood as defiled. They weren't let in. They weren't let in. What? They weren't part of the genealogy. I think if I picture heaven as Jerusalem, and the city wall around it, and you have to be part of the genealogy to get into it. We also have to take this part of it seriously too. There are some who will not make heaven. I, I, I hate saying that. That hurts my heart. But the truth of the matter is, is that that's not my words. That's the words of our God. Right? It's the words of Jesus. If you go to Matthew 7, uh, turn there with me because there's so much, so much in this. Matthew 7. Uh, and I know I'm, I'm hitting lots of scriptures today, but I, but I want to make sure that, that I'm not being of my words, but I'm being of His. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. It says, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. And I'll tell you, in today's religion, they will try to excuse us away. They'll try to make it uh, uh, not be what God is saying. The truth of the matter is, is the, the road to destruction is wide. It's easy. And you'll find yourself on it pretty, pretty easily. But narrow is the way to heaven. It's narrow because Jesus says, I am the way, the life, and the truth. And the only way to the Father is through me. It's His way. No other way. It's narrow because He said it's me. Through me and me alone. But you see, as we, as we look over chapter 7 of Matthew, 
Just before that, he was saying, look, all you have to do is knock. All you have to do is ask. All you have to do is come and seek and I'll open the door as wide as I can make it and I will let you in. I'll let you be part of the genealogy. I'll let you be a co-heir with me. But later on in chapter 7, there are those who do and work in his name. And he says, away from me, you evil do, or I never knew you. The wide path. Just as the genealogy back in Nehemiah, they weren't on the list. You see, we can't just be a lip service and get into heaven. We can't just do things in the name of Jesus, but never give Him, a, give him our heart. He wants us to give Him our life, top to bottom, to, to, to fully confess Him, to walk in Him, to, to be all about Him, and to deny the flesh and pick up our cross and follow Him. You see, if we do that, though, if we confess Him, if we stand in Him and we know that He was raised from the dead by our big God, then we don't have to fret about the wide path. We don't have to worry about being on the wide path. We don't have to worry about are we part of the genealogy or not. No, we stand in the fact that we are. Because we confess and we believe. And we know that the door is open for us. We are on the narrow and we can stand in that fact. And so, uh, you know, I, I started thinking, well, how does that apply to us? Because we all, I didn't preach anything that you didn't already know. I know that. So, so how does this apply to us? How, how, does, how, how do we take this and walk out of here today? You know, if we believe in Jesus and we, and we are striving to do His will, we are called to be His hands and feet. But we are called to go and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So my question to you today is, are we doing that? Are we doing that? This whole 40 days of, of prayer and fasting is, is hopefully setting our focus on what God's will is for us as individuals, for us as a church. I've asked you to be praying about your journey with Him. I've asked you to be, be seeking what He has for you in your life. But I'll tell you right now what God's put on my heart for this church is that we will go and make disciples of all nations. It's nothing new. He's already told us this. But are we doing it? You see, Nehemiah was turning it over to his brothers to say, go get these people. Go find these people to, to bring them back into the city. We have a list too. We have a list. And that list is the world. That list is your neighbor. That list is your brother-in-law, your sister-in-law. Uh, that list is your co-worker. That list is maybe your spouse. That list is your own kids. That list is... Anybody that you come in contact with that does not know the love of Jesus. Amen. So are we going out 
to seek out those people who don't know them. That, that maybe know the Lord, but their name's not written on the list of genealogy. Because they've not confessed Him as Lord. So, how does it apply to us? God's calling us to go and seek out those people. God's calling us to go invite them in. And are we inviting them in? Are we taking that step and to, to get outside of our comfort zone to bring them in, not to Beecher Island, but to the kingdom of God? Amen. The kingdom of God, because that's where we want to focus. There's a second part to this that I wanted to hit on for the church. Nehemiah chapter 7. And it's verse 70. And some of the heads of the father's houses gave to the work. The governor gave to the treasury 1,000 gold Bishamas, whatever that word is, uh-huh. 50 basins and 530 priestly garments. Some of the heads of the father's houses gave to the treasury of the work 20,000 gold Bishamas and 2,200 silver minus. And that which the rest of the people gave was 20,000 gold. It goes on, right? It talks about what everybody gave. Before that, it was talking about all the horses and camels and all the livestock were great. I don't preach on tithing. I don't think I've preached once on tithing in this church. But I can't skip over it when I read Nehemiah 7. Because that's part of what we're called to do also, is give to God's Word. Um, before I went to flight training... 14 days ago. I was really struggling. I didn't want to go. Uh, I kept telling myself, I have to do this, I have to do this. And Alyssa said, Dad, you get to do this. And it changed my whole perspective. It's the same with God's work. We don't have to do it. God doesn't need us. But He wants us. And we get to do His work. We get to give to His work. We get to give to this church. We get to give to, to whatever He's putting on our heart to give to. Don't ever let it be, I have to. Let it always be, I get to do this for you, God. I get to give. And so I'm going to encourage you that if you're not giving to the Lord's work, and I'm not talking about Beach Island, I'm talking about the Lord's work. And if it's on your heart to give to this church, that's great. But make sure that you're giving to God's work. And whatever He is putting on your heart to give to, let it be that, man, what a blessing that I get to give to your work, God. Amen. And I'm not going to tell you that there's a percentage that you're supposed to give because that's a suggested of the Old Testament. But what I am going to tell you is when you have a heart that says, I get to do this, that's a cheerful heart that God is calling you to have when you give to Him. And so I want to encourage you a couple things this morning. Get out of your comfort zone. Be inviting people into the city that you are a citizen of. Heaven. Heaven. 
And if you're not already, have a heart that says, I get to give to your work, God. And what a blessing that is. I'm going to invite the praise team to come on up. I just want to encourage you as you spend this 40 days of prayer and fasting that you really focus in on how God wants you to step out of your comfort zone and tell people about it. Maybe that's just telling your neighbor that Jesus loves you over and over and over again. Maybe it's calling somebody to come and have dinner with you. Who knows what it is, but you will know. If you seek God in it all. And so during this 40 days, I want you to, to seek the heart that wants to bring people into the kingdom of God. That you're doing the Lord's work. Because you get to. Not because you have to, but you get to. And you're given to the Lord's work because you get to. And so let me encourage you in this time of, of 40 days of seeking Him that you truly seek Him and you open up your heart to allow Him to move you in a way that you've never been moved before to do His work. Turn your heart to Him. Let it be about, I get to do this. And thank you, Father, that I get to do it. Be about Him in that. Be about Him in seeking what He wants for you. And He will pour it onto your heart just as He did Nehemiah. Father, thank You so much for being the God of all. The God who has built a city for us. And You call it heaven. Thank You for sending Your Son to die on the cross for us so that we can have that eternity with You and claim citizenship of heaven. Lord, it's all because of You. Jesus, You came to this earth and You died for us. You hung all the sin on that cross. You came for whosoever will call on Your name. For whosoever will confess You for whosoever will speak with their mouth that You are Lord and believe in their heart that You, God, raised Jesus from the dead. And when we do that, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead will come into us and abide in us and live in us and give us the strength and power to go out and do Your will. And Lord, I pray that we say, I get to do this and thank You, Father. Never, never be, I have to do this. God, help us to have that heart. Help us to have that heart and desire to, to go and, and make disciples of all nations. Make disciples of all neighbors. Make disciples of all of our co-workers. Make, make disciples of all the people that we are around. Lord, it's tough. Lord, I know that. But with You, we can do it all. We can do what Your will is. For us. And Lord, I pray that You strengthen us in this time. I pray that You give us courage to say the words when You put them on our heart. That, that we tell people that, that You love them. 
God, thank you for Nehemiah chapter 7. Thank you for... Thank you for showing me that it's not just a chapter of names, but that's a genealogy. A genealogy that I can grab a hold of and say, thank you, thank you, Jesus, that I get to be co-heir with you because of what you have done. And Lord, I pray that everybody here this morning knows that. And I pray that if there's anybody here this morning that has not confessed Jesus, confessed you, Jesus, as their Lord, that they will take that step today. Lord, I thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.